When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Miss Debbie Wood, and of course, my buddy Don DePlev, episode 665. And Debbie and I celebrating because the dogs finally won after 40 years. And unfortunately, 41 years. Thank 41 you very years. much. Yeah, I can. Uh, my dad actually used to do some work with Herschel Walker, so I can only imagine he's going nuts as well. Oh, my um, gosh. I would love to be. I'm sure he had a fundraiser going on that night. Can you imagine how much money he raised? Probably. I actually got to meet Herschel Walker in uh, high school. My, oh wow! Uh, yeah, my brother was thinking about quitting football. My dad, who was doing some work with him in the poultry industry, actually had Herschel come talk to him, and he was like, "Hey, son, um, don't quit." My brother was like, "Oh my god!" So, uh, yeah, Walker, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so last time, you know, Debbie and I spoke on the phone. We did a podcast, and we kind of agreed, right? We both feel the 2020 election was stolen, but. What I loved about our phone call was the, you were the, actually, you were kind of the synthesis between my optimism and, and Don's realism <laughs> is you told me you get, you go, it was stolen, but you go, if we stop voting, then they win. And you said, right. I got news for you, honey. Donald Trump probably isn't coming back. So what can we do now? And that sort of beautiful mixture of optimism, but realism Mm-hmm. kind of grounds me who I float off into the ether admittedly about what can be done. But one thing we kind of hit on was doubling down and tripling down on what works. You know, obviously I don't live in either of these places, but I talked to you about Texas and Florida. That's where everybody's fleeing. That's where my brother lives. That's where Don lives in Texas. And I do. Yeah, and I fled here. Yeah. And he fled here <laughs> from actually from California. So on that, indeed. and one thing that Don and Debbie, I think you both agree on is the sort of don't get lost in the grandiose. What am I going to do? I'm not going to be president. I'm I'm 31. I'm doing a podcast. No, I'm probably not. But do something. Do anything. Don't do nothing. Are the are the voting machines rigged? Yeah, probably. But go out and vote. Do not do not fall to demoralization. Trump's not going to ride in on a horse. Get over it now. And right. so get involved in local politics. Involved Are you intentionally in quoting me? I am intentionally quoting you. The great Don <laughs> the Pleb. But so seeing as how I have no experience in any of this, I kind of wanted to bring you both on together to see what are the parallels between Texas and Florida, because I can word things together in some beautiful flowery sentence, but it doesn't really mean anything. So Don, what exactly are you doing to practice what you preach with get involved in local politics and you being Texas, Debbie being Florida, and we'll go from Don to Debbie, but Don. Sure. Uh, so I got a couple of guys down here that are running for uh, state house, state senate, that sort of thing. Um, shout out to Josh Ham, who is the one that is looking pretty good. But um, realistically, I, I'm not going to kid you. I, if you haven't spent a lot of time in a place, it gets kind of difficult to run people there, right? I've only been here in Texas for going on two years now, right? 
And so you you run into this this kind of problem where you got to get a feel for who it is that the local area is going to be interested in. Because all well and good to say, uh, you know, find a guy that you, I don't know, you, you go out with on Friday and he's, man, I, I hate what the commies are doing. Uh, if if he, you know, runs for office and then the first thing that he says is like, well, we should execute AOC on TV. That is a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Uh, quick take. You know? Yeah. And equally speaking, you got to find somebody who's not too soft because the, the simple reality is uh, people are getting tired of what's going on. Um, it is one of the first things that happened when I moved here was, uh, why, why'd you leave California? Why, why'd you come to Texas from California? And, uh, the, the wife and I both started sort of intrinsically answering people sort of naturally with, I hate communism. And, uh, it, it is, it is amazing what happens when you tell that to people who are in Texas because they go, Oh, well, um, it's not. It's not the answer I was expecting. But the next thing that happens after that is that they start telling you, you know, I, I'm getting real tired of this. I don't want to deal with this anymore. This is becoming a real problem. And so if you get someone who's who's real milk toasty and soft and, well, maybe we could we could accept uh, just that people don't like them either, right? Uh, it, there has been a lot of not coastal American abuse over the past 10 years or so. Uh, and it's getting to be a thing that is really irritating people. One of those things that for a long time I've been talking about is that most people want nothing to do with politics, honestly. Uh, it's, you know what, make sure the police are, are there, make sure they do their job, make sure that uh, the roads have uh, asphalt on them. And then after that, if you could just leave me alone, that'd be fine. Right. You know, if the school is teaching, uh, you know, the reading, writing, arithmetic kind of things that that'd be cool, too. But uh, I really other than that, I don't care. And that causes two problems. One, nobody wants to run for office. Right. Uh, or at least no one, no one that anybody here, I think, would be interested in wants sure. to run for office. But two is the, uh, the serious problem that effectively needs to be overcome, which is that people go, I, I can't do this because I have kids, right? Uh, and I, I think this problem is being overcome organically because it is moving to, I have to do this because I have kids, mm -hmm. right? People are, the the thing that is going on with school boards right now is is ridiculous. People are are watching what is happening to their children and going, wait a minute, that's that's not okay. That's enough of this. Uh, James Lindsay is doing all of us giant favors on that front because parents are hearing, you know, he was just on Dr. Phil. So all of those people who are watching daytime TV just went, they're doing what in school, right? And this is what's getting parents out. And if, if we wanted to be serious about where to go look for people, that's probably where we'd start, right? People who are down at school boards going, you know what? Uh, I, I did take a day off work to get here. I did uh, spend, you know, my own time, my own money. I called my own friends and we all came down here and whoever it is, uh, there, there was just a guy in, um, I think California. Well, I know California because California flag was in the background going, you guys are terrible. I can't believe you guys are doing this with mask mandates to kids. Uh, I am running people against you in the next election. This will not be, we need to find that guy, right? Because that guy, that's the guy that either he's running or he knows people who are willing to run, right? 
And these are people who are already, already invested, right? Already over the line of, I can't do this because I have kids into, I have to do this because I have kids. And they're just Americans, right? These people are not Harvard graduates, the vast majority of them, right? And I think we're turning a corner on that front. These people are sort of developing naturally. Um, Equally speaking, it helps to say, you know, if you're running for office, let me know and uh, I'll do what I can for you, which is the thing I've been saying for a couple of years. And people will just start to show up out of the ether, right? And they they go, you know what? Uh, my my house rep, my state house rep, my senator, my state senator, they don't do anything. And horrible things happen because of it. And I'd like to stop that. <laughs> so... There's only so much you can do with this. I mean, let's face it. There's just not 50 of any of us to run for every, sure. every office in the land. Uh, but as soon as, as soon as you start saying, Hey, I'll, I'll support you as best I can. People do start coming out of the woodwork. I, I think there is a, a naturally fomented anger at this. And equally speaking, probably one of the most, uh, the biggest turns that I've seen over the past year or two is people going, I never want to become president of the United States. I'm running for state house rep because I like my state and I, I, you know, I want it to be a good place and there is no reason to, to push them any further than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, it, it would be a good thing uh, to have people in state uh, political positions who the only thing that they're there for, right. They, they have some other job, they do some other thing. And the only thing they're there for is to go, look, we're not doing any of this. That's it. Right. And the more that that happens, the more that that starts to naturally arise. Uh, and it will, even if none of us do anything. But, you know, as more of these people get out there, one, that was New Jersey, I want to say, that the trucker that spent a hundred bucks or whatever it yeah. was. Um, the more that that happens, the more people, you know, see the, the barrier to entry lowered. They see that there's some capability to get in there. So the more they're willing to do it. And that is nothing but a good thing, right? Uh, The last particularly interesting thing that probably should be done is I spent a couple of years now talking to people about local groups, right? Not not even necessarily political groups because one of those things that used to exist in this country and now basically doesn't is church groups, uh, local charities is, um, you know, the hunting group, right? 20 guys who go out hunting and then one of their neighbor's garage falls over and they go, you know what, this weekend, instead of going hunting, how about we just put his garage back up, right? And that takes care of so many problems all by itself. Uh, and what has been truly surprising to me while doing this is I've had a lot of people come to me over the years and go, well, how do I do that? And I go, well, do do you play pool with a guy on Friday? Do you go hunting every, you know, hunting season? Do you, do you know other guys that do that? <laughs> you know? And, well, yeah, so go do that, yeah. right? And if there's something that one of you finds important, go solve it, right? Yeah. If there's a problem that comes up, go solve it, right? And I don't, I don't care if it's just you guys are out drinking beer on Friday and get one of the guys goes, well, my neighbor hasn't cut their lawn in like six months. And you go, well, how about we just go knock on the door and ask if we can cut their lawn? Right? I mean, it's going to be an hour of work. But guess what? It does matter. It's like broken with us policing for politics. Yeah. Right? It does matter. And it does work. 
it's it's uh beautifully said it it is it is contagious to where i mean there's beyond the scope of this podcast but there's a great book called global brain by howard bloom who i interviewed and um it's all about how these systems start to naturally arise things that all start as just community and then all of a sudden these much more massive meta themes happen that no one planned but it's just a natural arising of it but so as not to listen to me ramble by myself because i always do that Don, that was sort of that was a beautiful sort of summary of why you got involved and your logic behind continuing to do it, and just how simple oh, it is. Why, I, what, why I got involved is a lot less complicated. Well, I grew up in California, and I grew up like I, I was born in the '80s, so I watched California turn from what it was to what it is, uh, and I only lived about four hours from San Francisco. And when I was a kid, you could go to San Francisco, and yeah, it was a little weird, it was a little lefty, and now. It is San Francisco that everybody knows today. And make no mistake, if you are watching this podcast and you are thinking to yourself, yeah, but that was just San Francisco, they're coming for you, right? And I don't want to live that way. (laughs) It's pretty much that simple. And really, I think the gem to take away is that, that lowering the barrier to entry. I can do it too. He did it, I can do it. So, Ms. Wood, could you kind of maybe give a, a similar synopsis if you would or whatever you'd like on to kind of not not even really why you're involved because i think don we all have our own origin stories and why we're involved but rather the logic behind it whether it's that small community cutting the grass doing something to where you start to talk to people and they go hey man i don't like what's going on either what what can i do and that feeling of oh wait he did it oh wait i can do that i'm smarter than that guy i can do that too what all do you see in your community and what you're involved with, Debbie? Well, you know, I think my biggest thing is, and I'm a little bit older than y'all by quite a couple decades at least, but I I think that, um, you know, we could all sit, we could all sit around the bar on a, on a Friday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon and, and, and whine and complain about what's wrong. You know, our school board didn't work and our, our congressman sucks our governor, our president, our governor's great. Our president is wherever he may be, and 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 sit there and talk amongst ourselves and go, well, with us, or we can do something. Yes. And so I, I I got back involved in local politics because if we don't have people that want to get involved instead of sit around and whine about it, then we we will not go anywhere. So my thing is. I spend way too much time, no, not enough time, I guess, to getting things where we have people working and understanding. And let's go back to the school board. Besides school board, you got your city council. You know, you've got your mosquito control person, whoever it may be in whatever part of the country you live in. But, you know, if we can sit there and complain about things or we can figure out a way to make it happen and to make a difference. And that's why I'm back involved and have been for, I don't know, probably a decade now back in the local level here in Panama City. But it's if we don't do it, who's going to? And we cannot sit there and whine and complain that we have a worthless state representative if we don't want to take the time to let the state representative know that they're worthless or that we feel he's worthless or try to find someone to run against them. So we can only whine and complain as much as we're willing to put in the time to make a difference. And that's why I got back involved. And that's what I'm hearing more and more of. 
And, you know, I guess if we want to say thank you to Joe Biden for anything, it's the fact that people are disgusted with what this administration has done. So he's doing more to help me build a party that we need to get out and get our great governor, Ron DeSantis, reelected. And we need to make changes at the local level. And I don't care if you've got an R behind your name, a D behind your name, an L behind your name or whatever. If you're not a freaking Republican in 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 what you believe in, then buddy, you better hold your butt because we're going to come out after you because we need people that were willing to make a difference. So that's what we're working on here. Panhandle of Florida. Debbie would channeling, channeling that Trump saying what everyone believes is with that with no, And I love it with that. Have you seen, or what, or what do you see that needs to happen the most in the local politics, you mentioned the the mosquito controller or whoever. What are have you? Se- Sorry. No, I'm just saying what I see the most is, and I have to go back a little bit. And and my my area is a little bit different, but but you know we became Republican here in Bay County, which is in the Panhandle area, it's between Pensacola and Tallahassee. We're halfway in between. Um, we were a very very high Democratic um, registration back when I uh, registered to vote. And over the last, I don't know, gosh, 15, 20 years, maybe, you know, it's become a very strong Republican area. But what has happened with that change of registration is that you have a lot of people that still have the, the more liberal Democrat leanings know they are running, have to run as Republican to be elected now. Yeah. And so you get people in, you know, you know, wolf in sheep clothing almost here yes. locally. And I'm not naming names. I'm not picking on anybody. But that that's what happens. So what I see the most, my problem in my area is making sure that we have people that truly believe in the, the change. And, you know, whether you like Trump or not, he did change the Republican Party for the better. Now, was he outspoken? Sure. I kind of like that because I'm kind of tend to be a little mally myself, but, <laughs> but he really, he really brought a different dynamics into the party, which uh, the, the Bush people can't stand. Sorry, don't care. We yeah. got to move forward. And so I think that, that with that, we need to make sure that we bring people in that are really promote that agenda, not just have an R behind their name and, and going to go ahead and do the same old crap that they've been doing. So that's the biggest problem we have right now is recruiting Republicans that are true Republicans into office. The the guy who's, as you said, why you like it, mouthy, you want the, the man or the woman who unapologetically patriotic, and like you said, I don't care if it's an L or an R or a D, yeah, exactly. they're saying what, what they are and what they're passionate about. Don? There, there's a... The mouthiness, I, I find less required. Right. Uh, and and look, sure. I, I don't hold that against Trump in the slightest. Sure. I, I I am right there with you. I I watched for years, uh, specifically in you know California. You 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 have a Republican and Democrat talking, and, and here's how that debate goes. The uh, and and I am stealing this from somebody who I forget, but uh, oh, uh, David Horowitz. Uh, you know the Republican and the Democrat are, are talking, and the Republican says. Well, uh, my opponent and I just disagree, and Democrat is sitting on the other side of this conversation going, you're racist, sexist, bigoted, homophobe, you want to kill everybody and put people in death camps? You're the worst person that was ever born, right? And, and you know, the, the Republican answers back, with, well, I don't, I don't really want to do that, right? So uh, I was more than happy to see Trump just go, that'd be a big no, 
Uh, I, I, F you, pound sand, loser, right? And I was like, yes! <laughs> but uh, it, I, I don't, you know, it, if I had my druthers, I don't really care if every single representative is like that. I, I am just as happy to have a guy who never does a press conference, never talks to anybody, never does uh, you know, any of the, the big media circus, but reliably says, we're not doing crazy lefty nonsense. Every single vote, that's all it says, is we're not doing crazy lefty nonsense. We're not ripping apart the United States. We're not uh, destroying the family. We're not uh, you know, teaching critical race theory in schools. We're not... Uh, banning guns. We're not uh, destroying the First Amendment. I don't care if that guy never says a word. I want that guy too, right? <laughs> because that guy is probably getting elected in a very red district, right? Because the simple reality is that he's not getting elected in New York City, right? Even if you could convince New York City that it was a good idea to go that direction, they're going to want the mouthier guy. They're going to appreciate that. But if you're in rural Oklahoma and you, you just, you know, uh, and you, you're the federal house rep and you go, look, I, I don't, I don't want to do any of uh, this crazy telling people to pound sand and, and my district doesn't like it anyway. I, good. Yeah. Good for you. you <laughs> district and respond to your constituents. I don't care what you do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, that's the shit. Though, don't get me wrong. I do. I do get personal joy. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. Only yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. Only uh, all women are. <laughs> Mr. Trump, you said that all women are pigs. Only, <laughs> only Rosie. Only Rosie. But if that's the thing that works, right? Whether it's General Patton, who's a bulldog, or whether it's, you know, being groomed for President Eisenhower, if you get the job done, you get the job done. And I think, Miss Wood, that's what you've been saying. But. To kind of circle back to, not to use that analogy because that analogy or that, that saying has now been destroyed, to to make our way to the point earlier, what you were saying about we can all sit at the bar, this is bad, and we all go, yeah, and we cheers, and this country's, yeah, and then nothing happens, and you wake up kind of hungover, and then we do it again next week. Sure, we make each other feel better. Maybe that is better than doing literally nothing, but it's not really doing anything. So so. Let me let me jump in there and sure. disagree with you. That that is worse than doing nothing. Okay, I'd rather. Yeah, I agree you, with you. Yeah, right. I'd rather you went to the bar and and thought there were no problems in this country at all, right? Because people naturally everywhere, right? You you develop coping mechanisms sure. uh, for life, right? I mean, it, it's not it's not a negative thing. It's just how things work. Is that. You know, if it's a hot day outside, you do whatever it is that you do when it's a hot day outside. When it's 10 degrees outside, you go get a coat. These are very little coping mechanisms. Politics is not the weather, though, right? Like, so if if you go out and get a coat, as opposed to go, all we need to do is get out the weather machine and make it 70 degrees at all times, right? Like, that that's a pretty normal thing. On the other hand, when when the political apparatus is coming down on you like a ton of bricks. There are things you can do. There's always something. It may not be big, uh, you know, and it may not be terribly effective and make no mistake. This is why I left California and I have very good friends out there who go, Oh no, Don, we need to stay here and fight. And I went, well, look, I think I'm more effective somewhere else. So out I go. Uh, and that's, that's that. And they said, well, okay, I kind of fine. Right. But, if you develop that, go to the bar, everybody sit around and have a beer and go, man, this really sucks. What you end up with is California, mm -hmm. right? Because 50% of that state 
hates the way that state is run, hates it overtly, at least something about it. And you get through the first beer and you go, this, this is terrible, rebel, rebel, rebel. And by the time you're to the third beer, it's like, well, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Right. And then you never do anything. Okay. Oh my God, I'm going to do it tomorrow, and then it never happens. Okay, yeah. so so let's take both those themes then, right? That that's mm-hmm. that's something worse. So what's the next step up? I'm going to do it tomorrow. Or what's the next step up? Let's do a podcast today. And we all agree yeah. that that's the wrong thing to do. My next logical step is, if everything we do, there's a next better step. Doing it tomorrow is one thing. Doing the podcast today is another. What are we doing? Other than talking about it, because sure we're all we're all drinking water, we're not drinking beer, but we're all talking about what needs to be done. What are we doing? That's kind of where I'm coming from. So we say, I don't care if you're a loudmouth, I don't care if you're a clean cut, you know, very silent, hardworking, kind of put your head down, plow through the line kind of guy. Debbie, what are we can say? Hey, you got to run for a librarian. You got you got to run for Parks and Rec. What are we doing? And if this is a question to myself as well that I don't, I don't know if I have an answer for. I know Don's doing some stuff. What are we doing aside from just saying this is what needs to be done? Is there any way to reach out to people? Like Don said earlier, people do come out of the ether when you put the question or the slot out there. So how do we actually get people to even consider going for these or to become aware that these positions need to be filled? Like you said, Debbie, about, about the mosquito controller or, or school board. What what can we actually do to put those feelers out there to be the next step into saying, hey, yeah, you know, you can sit around and say what should be done. We're actually doing something. Bob Smith from Panama wants to be the guy in control of sewage. What can we actually do, even if it's just like I do, I'm going to have someone on my podcast and let them flesh out his ideas. What are things? Well, we one can of the things do? that we're doing, one of the things that we're doing here locally, because I don't think it's really been done, is yeah, we all know. Well, not everybody knows, but a lot of people know what elections are coming up next. We have municipal elections in April in, in some of the counties here, or the cities here in, in, in Bay County. And but you know what? They go okay, city commission. Okay, well, what is it? So the first thing that we, we're starting actually uh, uh, the fourth Monday of this month, we're having a training thing about, we've got a city, a sitting a city commissioner now. Um, she's coming in to, to explain to people what does being a city commissioner mean? Because, you know, it's just kind of like everybody sees people getting beaten up verbally on, or sometimes physically on, on TV about, you know, I, I, you know, they're running for office and they're getting badgered. So we're starting with that, just going back and, and holding small meetings and letting people see that may be interested in running. If you run for city commit a city commission, this is what it means to you. This is what it means to your family. Don't get into something that you don't realize what you're getting into. And if you let people get a little bit more educated, so that they know what a city councilman does, what a county uh, what a county commissioner does, what a school board member does. The amount of time you're taking away from your family, so that people can make an educated decision to run for office, you start building a better base of candidates. Um, you know, for for a long time here, because we became this Republican area, and God forbid you don't want to re- run a Republican against Republican, because poor Ronald Reagan, and I met him several times. 
um, you know, the 13th Amendment, thou shalt not talk bad about another Republican, is so misinterpreted. He didn't yeah. mean you can't run a Republican against Republican, you know, uh, and, and so, you know, so now we're having to go back here in this area and rebuild and try to make people understand that we need good qualified candidates. And if you're running two good qualified candidates against each other right now, then so be it. Sure. Um, that's the only way you're going to build what's going on in your county. And, you know, we've got a, we've got issues here that, you know, again, people don't even understand what's entailed if you, if you run for city commission yeah. or, or what's entailed if you run for, for school board, no, it's more than two hours every two weeks that you have to do stuff. You have got to research, you've got to do whatever. So we, we are really working hard on that, trying to educate people that have shown an interest. And we're doing a lot through social media. Our Facebook uh, page here in, in, in Panama City is, or Bay County is probably one of the bigger ones actually in the state. We've got a great uh, social media guy by the name of Tho Bishop, who's the vice chairman of the party here locally, that, that does a really good job of reaching out. And so we're getting a lot more feedback. We get a lot of hate feedback from the local media here because they don't like us but um and some from our local elected officials who are republican but oh well if you can't stand it then maybe you need to move on to a different occupation but um so we're reaching out and getting out there and we're doing things like we're doing a um uh you know this is a big tourism industry here and so we're doing an appreciation for ron DeSantis. And for our our, uh, our our waiters, our wait staff here, because they kept the bar. Once we could open back up here in Bay County, they were open. They were there. They, the, the waiters and the waitresses and the bartenders and the, the cooks were out and keeping Bay County moving in the right direction. We're going to do an appreciation for them. So we, we're reaching out beyond that little scope of the, the elite into the local community and to the people that actually make a difference. So you are... You're the you're the academic advisor. You come in and you go, I like biology. I don't want to be a doctor, but I also don't want to take like pond samples. And the advisor goes, have mm-hmm. you thought about pharmacy school? That's kind of what you, and you go. Hey, you're not. This isn't an hour on the weekend. You're going to be studying right. nonstop now, despite right. go dogs, despite as fun as Georgia is. You're going to be <laughs> studying a lot like myself. Four years, one football game I went to because I was pre-med. You, you poor thing. I know. I no one did it to me but myself. Don't feel bad for me. Don't give me don't give me a, something to lean on because don't give me an inch, I'll take a mile. Don't give me any sympathy. Um but you are kind of the if I may, you are so we have people do you understand what is involved, right? That was the organic chemistry class. Right. 90% of students drop out. Now you have 10% left. Well, now you have some who are still very involved and you go, "Okay, now we have like you said a credible field of candidates." What is your interest? Do you want to be in control of of water sanitation? Do you want to do whatever poll watching? I don't know. How do we filter out or if you were to find people in, say, Mm -hmm. Florida? How do you filter them out that for instance, what can I do as a podcaster? Is there anyone, you know, Debbie, that you go, hey, what would you want to do? What would you want to run for? So the, uh, not to just jump in here and cut people off, but I'm good at that. Um, The thing that I have found most effective on this front is people who are angry about something. And that's probably not the best method in the world, but it's true, right? Yeah, I mean, people who are happy with everything don't go out to change it. 
that's just how it is. However, if you're a guy who is, uh, you know, the the sanitation guy, and you're like, you know what, my trash hasn't been picked up in four months, you're probably interested in getting somebody, yourself or someone you know, to fix that, right? If you are, you're the guy who's like, look, the the road hasn't, you know, is it city road and it hasn't been paved in in four years, and there, there's a park hole that you can park my truck in. That guy's going to be interested in fixing that, right? Because the moment, and, and this is a simple reality, the moment people have to shell out a single dollar to do something they think should be taken care of, they're pissed, right? And and it's just true, you know. If you if you have to go to the dump on a Saturday for thirty minutes to take your own trash because the city's not picking up your trash, you're unhappy. And that is the kind of guy. And look, I, I'm not saying it's entirely. Uh, you know, people that we despise or, or even mildly dislike who cause those problems. But there's a big correlation. Tend to find a lot more corruption, tend to find a lot more, uh, you know, willingness to just let things slack when it's people who I politically disagree with, right? And so, hey, uh, look, you know, your your four city planner slots or whatever are run by, uh, you know, the city council here. So, what we got to do is go after the city council. So, you know, a guy who lives in this district. Yeah, good. Let's run him, Right. You know, and that's how it goes is, is you have to be kind of upset. Again, most we'll people have a just, passion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that, that's how you end up people like uh, you and me, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, I mean, it is, or I mean, <laughs> arguably you could have me who lives in Maryland. Why am I doing a podcast about local politics in Texas and Florida? Because you do get to a point, maybe it's because I was permanently banned from YouTube, but you do get to a point where you go, hey, you know, you actually know, Don, you're 100% right. Anger or Debbie, passion, right? Passion, anger got kicked off YouTube. Passion, four years studying nonstop. You have those combinations and you do get a crazy person like myself now talking to someone in Texas and Florida about the local politics in a state in which I don't live. Nonetheless, it does kind of breed something where it's like, Hey, who can do this? You can do this. Can you do that? All right. Hey, you guys all hunt together. Does anyone have a lawnmower? Like Don said, hey, can we go Can we go cut mm-hmm. that lawn? Can we do go do this? Yeah. How does the synthesis go further? Debbie, obviously you have more experience in this than either Don or myself. How does this translate? Where does the rubber hit the road to where you go, here's angry guy A who wants to be in whatever bridge inspections in Panama, you find the marriage. Hey, do you know how much work it consists of? Yes. Are you willing to do it? Yes. You're going to be attacked. Got it. I don't care. I'm angry. You're in the position. Beautiful. It's done. Have you seen that? Or are you working on things? I have scenarios. I have seen it and I am working on it desperately right now. I think what has been a, a, a downfall in the last two years um, and also maybe an uprise. No, it's downfall initially with the Trump situation and the way it played out. People, the people that were really revved up, the, the new blood, the, the, the passionate people, the angry people, they all just want to say, Chuck it, let's, let's move on. I can't do anything. This was stolen. This was, you know, a, a woe is us type of thing. And that's not the right answer. But at the same time, flipping it now, Joe Biden is doing more to help me get more people to get energized again and want to get involved and look at running for, for office from, you know, and then the debacles up in Virginia and, and the successes in Virginia from that. 
um, you're, you're finding people that are now would have never probably thought about running for office are now looking at it with a glimmer of hope. Yes. And that's what keeps me energized because I tell you, you know, a year ago, people were so every phone call I got was, Apathy. you know, we're, we're down the tubes. It was terrible. And now people are starting to turn around and believing in our country again. And, you know, what is Trump going to do? I don't know. You know, I've got a great governor and that's my goal for 2022 is we got to get Ron DeSantis reelected. And I worry about 2024, you know, the day after the election in November, yes, but that's yeah. where we are now. So I think, I think, I think Kamala Harris and AOC and Joe Biden have done more to help the Republican Party <laughs> and, and than, than anybody else has done in the last you know two years. So. Oh, it, it's it's a fact. Uh, I, I do not enjoy high gas prices for certain, no. and and mine have about doubled. My eight dollar uh, chicken I have to buy now. Yep. Yeah. My however, I sorry, I have, to, I have to interrupt. Anger. A thing of fajita beef strips was six ninety four, six dollars ninety four cents in December. It is eighteen dollars, which I found out Are you today. Enjoy it. Yeah. I, I do enjoy and the taste. <laughs> not the it is much, slowly. <laughs> as much as I hate paying for that, every single time. If you are, for those of you who are are very politically interested, right? Who who are looking at this, going, well, but you know, no one is really that upset. Every time you fill your gas tank, however pissed off you are, every single person at that gas station is that pissed mm-hmm. off. Every single one. No people are going, yes, gas doubled in price. That Thank doesn't you, exist. Biden. Right? All those little stickers, I did that. That's, those are, uh, these are the things that the simple reality is people get pissed off about this. There's a reason that uh, as we started heading into midterm election season, Biden said, oh, I'm going to release the strategic oil reserve because they know damn good and well that if gas doesn't come down, they're going to get slaughtered in the House and the Senate. And your job is just to not forget. It's that simple. Don't forget who they are, what they do, because the uh, strategic oil supply is not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. It's just a fact. Uh, last I remember, it's something like one and a half million barrels, why it's called, which is why it's called, called strategic. Right. And it's what, a few days or something like that. I, I forget how much oil we burn, but it's a ton. Right. It, this is not a thing that can last forever. They can ease the price of gas a little bit, but that's it. That's what you get. And these are the people who are going to keep doing this. They're, you know, that all oh, the Green New Deal is ridiculous. No one would ever vote for that. We still got people campaigning on it. Right. We still got people talking about how they're going to make it happen, how that's going to save the country. Think it's bad now? Wait for that to come through. And by the way, it's just going to be like every other president. Oh, my first term, I get to accomplish maybe one thing, which in Biden's case was destroying the economy. And in the second term, I'm going to do something ridiculous as long as I can. So if you don't like this, it's time to get in his way as much as possible. And be that, run a house rep, be that, have your state come down and go, look, we're not locked down the state. I don't really, I don't really care what your problem is. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't care what fear-mongering nonsense you did. Because, look, it, there are very simple things that substantially improve how good your life is. Substantially. And if you don't believe that, there was never a federal lockdown mandate. Never. Right? All that time where everybody sat at home and did nothing and you were like, God, I wish I could go back to doing anything. That's all local politics. That's all the stuff that is very reachable, very touchable, right? It's incredible how much power we leave on the table to make our own lives so much better because the only thing we do is look at president, right? Or senator. 
So talking about, like Debbie, like you said, the apathy, you know, what are we going to do? It's over. All that new blood seems to be draining onto the floor versus, you know, like I remember on my 21st birthday, actually in Georgia, before you could buy alcohol on Sundays back in 2011, my 21st (laughs) birthday, I went and bought a pistol because I was like, I'm celebrating this some way or another. And I remember they had a framed picture of Obama and it said salesman of the year. And that's all well and good, right? You drive that sort of, you drive that forward. There are some things though, high gas prices, sure it sucks. And it's not to make light of anyone's financial situation where you can go, hey, everyone's feeling this too. Everyone's feeling, I want to get involved. There are other things though, that I look at as how do we cut this off at the pass? Let's not wait till it's here to get angry. And I look at things like, California, where it's what if you uh, steal less than nine hundred dollars, you're it, the cops won't apply. Remain. Don and I have a friend who works out there, who's being contracted out there, and he says it's yeah. disgusting. And he goes, "No one can do anything. You talk to everyone, everyone's angry. No one knows what to do." And he goes, "I don't know how it's going to be." He's actually a Florida side note. Excuse me. He's a Florida guy. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Are there any things that you can fire up the potential candidates to go for where you go, hey, I know you want to get involved now. There are some other things that let's not wait till it's here. Let's not wait until you're allowed to loot a Walgreens for $899 and walk free. Or, and this is where Don's the realist and I'm the optimist, does that have to come to your doors? Do you have to see that before any change happens? So, you know, I don't think, no. I know at least where <laughs> I live, uh, that ain't going to happen here. Uh, we've got we've got a sheriff, we've got law enforcement, and they're respected. We are also a very strong military community. We've got Tyndall Air Force Base. We've got the Navy base right down the road for me um, that they train Navy SEALs at. But I, I don't think that can happen. But people do see it and hear People, you know, we're a little bit on the redneck side. Okay, I'll say it. You know, I'm we're the panhandle, so people aren't going to let that happen. We are a very pro <laughs> Second Amendment area here. Um, you know, and I don't think that they tried to pull some crap after the elections and did some BLM stuff, and that got shut down pretty quickly. Not there was no violence involved, but people, you know, people here ain't going to put up with it. You know what I mean? And, I, our, I and our and our police department here it won't put up with it. Our sheriff sure as heck ain't gonna put up with it. And so I think that you know, but you know, and forget about your elected official at that point. If the average individual, if your neighbor next door, or if you sitting or me sitting right here, doesn't get up off their butt and do something and go and vote and do what they can do to encourage their neighbor or their, their, their cousin next door or whatever to go vote, then we were all responsible. It's not, it's not one group of people. It is every individual is responsible. And that's one thing that, that sitting in a bar does do is if you sit there and you talk to people and you, they're all riled up and angry or, 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 um, you know, high spirited, um, you encourage them. So everybody, the week before the election, everybody goes sit in a bar for seven days and then encourage everybody to vote. But, you know, but get out in your churches and and make sure that these people don't sit there and wring their hands and do nothing. It is our responsibility. It is, you know, my neighbor's responsibility to make a difference. And if we don't, then damn it, we get what we deserve. That's how we, you know, 
I can say that's how we ended up with Biden. And to a point, that's very true. But but it should have never come to, to that point. point. So, you know, we have we, we, we get what we, we sow, right? Or whatever. How you reap what yeah. you sow. Yeah. So in in total agreement with Debbie, uh, when the riots all over the country were happening last year, I was living in Amarillo, right? And the local police, uh, somebody said, oh, we're, we're going to have a, a, a BLM protest in downtown Amarillo. And two things happened that mattered in any way, shape, or form. One, the local police department said, we respect your First Amendment right. If you would like to come out and march, hold signs, chant, do whatever you want, that's fine. We will more than happily provide security to ensure that you are you are safe and that you can uh, demonstrate appropriately. However, if you riot, we'll put you down. And two is the day of the protest. The streets were lined everywhere. Everywhere I went, you couldn't go 10 feet without walking past a guy, Flack, Kevlar, AR, all of them standing in front of businesses, leaning on the walls, going, look, man, we don't care if you protest, that's fine. You so you get a First Amendment right like everybody else, but be the one to throw a Molotov cocktail. Find out what happens, right? Now, where is that happening? in Minneapolis, right? mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's not happening, period. And there is a simple reality that people do care about their local community or they don't, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And that, ha- I mean, there were a few thousand guys standing out there in gear going, say whatever you want, remain peaceful, life's good. Sure enough, there were, I don't know, maybe 50 protesters. They walked down the street. They all said, oh, Black Lives Matter, and they went home. And that was it. And Dallas was burning to the ground, right? And that's four hours from Amarillo. Dallas was burning to the ground. And that was the difference, is that Amarillo came out, and it said, you know, uh, local police and the town itself said, nope, that's not happening here. And if you don't like it, I have bad news for you. Right. If you want to get violent, we're probably better at this than you. But ideally, we all, you know, you guys say whatever you want, then yeah. we all go home. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. And that, I mean, and, that, and that's a beautiful thing. You should absolutely be able to go out and say whatever you want. It's just it's when it jumps to that next level. What peaceful protest is a good thing. Absolutely. Rioting in the street and, 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 and looting and, and burning down is not what this country is about. No, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, you know? that's not protest. That's, that's very, yeah. very different. Yeah, that's barbaric. To to question because you talked about you know that that you know running a Republican against a Republican, but something like what you said, say police department, sheriff, very strong suits, mm-hmm. would it breed competition if you put people in running even better? Hard yes. Hard yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. So uh, Texas just is sorry. Uh, Texas is going through this right now, right? Uh, Greg Abbott is not a particularly great governor, in my opinion. Um, and you know, whoever you are, think whatever you want of that. And I know a lot of you are going to say, "But Don, he shut down lockdowns." But Don, he you know is sending troops to the border. But Don, he's you know whatever it is that he's doing. Well, here's the reality of that: there are two guys running against Greg Abbott right now. Uh, for governor next election. One of them is Chad Prather. The other one is Don Huffins. Both of them came out and said, 
This wouldn't be a border crisis if I was governor. The National Guard would be on the border, and I would be securing it. Three days later, Abbott's got the National Guard down at the border. <laughs> you know, uh, the the lockdowns are going on. Everybody's going, this is ridiculous. Uh, why aren't we stopping this? Uh, at the time, Don Hoffins wasn't running, but Chad Prather made a, a tour of uh, every single news station he could get on and said, if I was governor, we wouldn't be locked down. I think we all know this is ridiculous by now. You guys need to go back to work. Life needs to go on. And this is not a thing we can tolerate. Three days later, he's shutting down the lockdowns. Absolutely. If you have either a pretty good guy or a vaguely decent guy or kind of a garbage guy who is holding a political position, run somebody who is willing to go stand in front of a camera and go, you know, if I was in that position, this would never happen. That guy sucks because in the short term, your life will get better. And long term, hopefully you get the guy that would do the good thing. You breed the competition. Yeah, yeah I agree. Absolutely. And it's good. It's healthy. It's healthy. 100%. You know? when, when you see a guy flirt with your girlfriend of four years, hey, man, it's not a bad thing if it makes you go, I'm going to hit the gym tomorrow morning, too. Even if they're in no risk of losing your relationship, there's nothing wrong with competition where you go, all right, maybe I, maybe I got to get a little bit better. Because that entire idea of we have a good guy here, that entire thing on a 50-year scale is why we are at where we are now. It's good enough. Yeah. It's complacent. No, continually sharpen that blade. And if you're finished sharpening, get a guy in here that's going to scare the hell out of you that goes, I can sharpen it better and I can sharpen it faster. Yeah. And look, I, for, for any of you big you know, politicians out there who are I, some I've mentioned, right? You know, I, I'm happy to support you today, but guess what? If Chad Prather's Chad Prather comes along, sorry, Chad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I have, I have, yeah, I'm not, I'm not married to any one politician. Hey, you're good. Another guy comes in and says, I can do it better and do it better, man. And be that yeah. vicious machine. Yeah. Hey, isn't that why we have primaries? It is. You know, I, it's just like, I don't get it. You know, I get so much hate, uh, anger, whatever you want to call it, because, you know, how can you, why don't you talk so and so out of running for office? Why? Why should I? Let the best man win. Yeah. You know, um, I don't understand why you're so angry unless you're just afraid of losing your your good old boy status. I mean, come uh -huh. on, really? I mean, let's get real here. It's a different, it, it, I, 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 that's, I guess, probably very frustrating to me. You know, mm -hmm. they don't like it when you go out and you you oppose who they have handpicked. And, uh, and frankly, I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway, but but I, I asked since last time you and I spoke, I actually put in a um, a grievance against the state chairman of the of the Republican Party of Florida, and asked him to resign because he endorsed in a primary here locally, and that's that's a no no as it gets loyalty oath. But it's okay for them to do it, but I can't do it. And and you know I am not I'm not the most popular um, chairman in the state of Florida out of all 66, 67 counties, but. You know, why? Because they're afraid of, of getting someone in that actually thinks and does something and doesn't listen to everything that they tell them to do. No, that isn't the way it's supposed to work. And that's what got us in this situation is we have too many people that are into power. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. The leadership needs to be, you know, shook up. And, and we got to get people in that really care about this country.
this is why I love you, Debbie. It's because they're like, what about the loyalty? And you're like, to the best man wins. You, know, you each yeah. get a stick. First one dead loses. <laughs> well, you know, I think, but this is ridiculous. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. It's, it's, it's freaking stupid. You know, that's what we have people like. Never mind. I was going to say Mitch McConnell and some others, but I won't. I won't do that. But you okay. know, I, I just <laughs> think we have to. We 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 get what we we we. we Reap what we sow, whatever the heck the saying is. But you know, I, I think that you know we we have our own selves to blame for not being more outspoken. Yeah. And and um and standing up for what we believe. And until we do that, we're going to continue to have some of the same problems. I don't care if I agree with you or not. If you believe in what you say and you stand by it, I have a heck of a lot more respect for you than some of these other yahoos that have an R behind their name and 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 don't mean the first dad burn thing they say. Yeah, you know it's it, it's the known quantity thing, right? Yeah. Um, e- even if I disagree with you, I mean, I, I I am a big jerk. I draw a hard line stance on a few things. Um, but even if I disagree with you on a handful of things, if heuristically I know that you're not about to sell out whatever office it is that you have for. Two hundred more dollars a month in some cases. I mean, it's it, truly ridiculous things that yeah. over the years politicians have given things up for. You know, then I can support you, see you get into office, and go. Well, I don't. I don't have to keep my thumb on this guy, right? And, and if a problem arises, we can come back and deal with that. But generally speaking, this guy's going to be headed, you know, sailing the right direction. We can, you know, just. It'll be over there. Okay, you know, you, I don't know. You think the marginal tax rate should be two percent higher than I do, or whatever it is. Fine, um, uh, whatever. That's not a big deal. On the other hand, if you're uh, going to burn down the entire city, I don't like you, and it's time for you to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a huge difference there, and again, I have great respect for people that that think differently than I do. That's sure. that's what makes us this country great. That's exactly what makes us. Again, you have me, who's I'm the optimist and the silver lining and Don's the reals, yet we're still buddies and we do each other's podcasts because Don believes in the realism and I believe in the optimism and we do we know that we don't have to keep a thumb on each other. I know I know Don's a realist jerk. Don knows <laughs> I have my head in the clouds. But it's a known quantity. We know what it is. And that's okay. That's fine. That's good. That's that's it's truly fine. It's not even something just to say. It, it's truly fine. Um but it's hard to explain how out of hand that gets. Um, but again, you know, I, I, I watched California politics for years. You know, they, they've been working on that, that stupid hyperloop or bullet train or whatever it is they're calling it this year, right? For 15 years now or something like that. I mean, it's been forever. And they have laid a mile of track or something like that. And it's, it's test track. And if you go and you look, into that more, what you find out is that Newsom's family is the one that's building it, and he's the one that's approving the budget size. And uh, his wife's brother is the one that owns the contracting firm that builds the rail, and on and on. And every year they approve more budget for this, right? And then, uh, then you find out that the same people are the ones that are out there lobbying for all these car regulations, right? Because the more that you make it difficult to use a car, the more everybody wants this hyperloop. So the more money you can squeeze. The- right. And it is just this giant circle of corruption that is absolutely destructive. Insane. Miss Wood, yep. closing yes, thoughts? Sir. 
go dogs. Um, no. <laughs> uh, outside of that, no. Um, you know, if you've got people listening in Florida, or I know everybody knows somebody that lives in Florida, we have got to cram Ron DeSantis down all these freaking liberal socialists throat in, in November. Please get out and vote. It is so important. And and people say, oh, you know, DeSantis is going to be a shoe in. That's going to get him defeated. Uh-huh. So get and and anybody else out there, get involved in your local government. Figure out a way to get involved. If it's knocking on door again, making making sure you that your voter registration is up to date. Making sure your neighbor and you know here we got so many people, new people coming in from New York, unfortunately, um, and you know making sure that they're they're registering and and hopefully registering the correct way. Um, you know, we, we've got this country that we will take back. We're not going to lose it, but it's, but we will lose it if people just sit in a bar and don't do anything. Yeah. They, the, uh, the, I, I know it's easy to forget now, but in October, right. Uh, what was it, 2019, 2020, whatever. Uh, you know, it was Trump's shoe in. He's going to win mm-hmm. by 150 million votes. And I was like, you know, he, he's going to have uh, 400 electoral college votes. And, and it just, it was very pervasive. Yeah. And I remember telling people then, stop this. Yeah. Stop yeah. it now. Exactly. Right. Keep you you need to quit saying this. And you know, doggone well. That all of these prices will miraculously get better in about September. Oh yeah, as a, a quick fix, and people have a the, the the attention span of a cocker spaniel. I swear to God, at times. So yeah, you know, people need to remember now the frustration that they're going to feel throughout the summer, and if they don't get out and vote, and if they don't vote in the right way, this is going to go down the tubes, you know, a lot quicker. So that's that's my word of wisdom, my parting thoughts. I will put, I will put the um, at least pu- publicly, how to contact Miss Wood for anyone listening to this because I think outside of, actually, ironically enough, the largest percentage of my listeners are Texas and the second largest percentage is Florida and then the third largest percentage is California, which is I take as a personal insult, um, <laughs> but I will put it in the description. I mean, at the very least, I'll put in like uh, Miss Wood your your Facebook page. on anyone if you're getting fired up about sanitation do something do do something (laughs) and let's get it going so miss wood go dogs dog thank you for coming on here you're welcome thank you for having me very much nice uh, being you don oh yeah you too yeah i was very happy it has been good it's been beautiful um aside from that yeah, thank you so much, both of you. I will obviously email y'all the episode when it's up. I'd love to do another one sometime. I will put all of Miss Wood's contact information in there. If you find the angry Florida man, you know who to contact. And let's get some people in office. God bless America. Everybody God take care. America. Thank you, both of you, for doing my thank podcast. Thank you so much. God bless. Miss Wood, I'll be in contact. Don, you can't ever get out of my range of contact. So both of you. Indeed, I can't. Okay, thank you so thank much. You. Yep. God bless. Recording take care, everybody. Stopped. Have a good one. Bye-bye.